Welcome into the Untitled Film Project podcast, a special interview session episode. Today we have TJ Regan, director and co-writer of IMDb Cooper. TJ, man, thanks for spending the time. We really, really appreciate it. Of course, of course. Let's go ahead and start at the beginning. Why take this on? And what I mean by that is it's several decades of an old old cold case, of course, that I'm a big fan of, by the way. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, but to add to the difficulty level, it also comes on the heels of the mini docuseries D.B. Cooper Case Closed. And I'm yeah. sure this is not the first time you've been asked about this, but wh- why take this on now? Well, um, I'm a filmmaker first and foremost, and I normally I've started uh, I started about 12 years ago in, in sports. So I did a lot of uh, NBA documentaries uh, for the National Basketball Association. I have a company with Isaiah Thomas, who played on the Celtics, two-time All-Star. And, you know, I love sports and I love basketball, but I'm a filmmaker first and foremost. So, you know, I've really been wanting to tell a story other than sports. So when this fell into my lap um, about the modern day treasure hunt and uh, it started off, we were just going to try to film our efforts in trying to find the D.B. Cooper money uh, with this crazy old man that claimed to be him. And the reason why I took it on is because... I just knew that the, you know, obviously when you're making films, you have to have something compelling as a, you know, star actors or, you know, something that's going to draw people to the film. And the D.B. Cooper aspect of it gave us that compelling aspect in order to uh, make it appealing to the masses. Um, so uh, after we did the documentary stuff, I was in a, in a hotel in New York during COVID times and just cooped up. And I thought about all of the things that I interviewed Rodney Bonifield, our subject that was claiming to be D.B. Cooper and the story that he told. And I knew that I could write a movie about it. So I decided to interweave those things into a hybrid documentary docudrama and um, really take it on that way. Uh, when it comes to the other films that came out, um, yeah, I didn't know that they were coming out. Uh, you know, HBO, I was still working on the editing process when the HBO uh, documentary came out. And then right before our um, our festival run, uh, the Netflix uh, documentary came out. So, you know, I, 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 there was nothing I could do about it. But then also our film definitely sets itself apart because we're trying to tell you Roddy Bonifield's story. And we have the man sitting there telling you exactly how he did it, what he did, why he did it. Um, so it, it, it sets itself apart from any of those other ones that are just giving you facts and, and um, cases and theories. Uh, our, our strategy was to tell you how exactly it happened. But I can see that maybe somebody takes that two different ways, right? Like, okay, there's other documentaries that are coming out at the same time. You know, one person can be like, man, that's horrible timing. We're getting lost in the shuffle. But another person might be like, we're riding the wave. I mean, this is obviously yeah. a big deal that has been resurrected. It never really went away, but you know what I'm saying? Like yes. you know, to have yeah. this much spotlight on it, I would did you ride that wave? Yes, and I and 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 hopefully we're going to be riding it. I mean, the film came out December 9th, and hopefully we can ride that wave. At first, uh, you know, as a you know a filmmaker that's the first time releasing a project on this scale, uh, I was worried. You know, I felt like I got punched in the stomach. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, after talking to people and after understanding, um, a lot of people don't really know. I didn't know about the D.B. Cooper story before uh, before I started this project. I mean, I had watched Without a Paddle when they were looking for the money and things like that. But I wasn't very familiar with it. So because it's on such big platforms like HBO and Netflix, it really sparks uh, a new interest in it. So, uh, again, 
our our film is completely different from anything out there. So I think that now people are schooled up on the subject and now they can watch and, and see how we try to solve the mystery. Well, I can tell you from firsthand experience, uh, I I saw both of those uh, D.B. Cooper documentaries and, and the those projects, if you will. Yeah. And I could, it was yours was completely different. And I, I, I valued that as a person who is interested in the case and, you know, is just fascinated by the whole ordeal. I yeah. love the fact that you brought something different to the table. Thank you. Thank you. So you co-directed Gap Year, but this yeah. one was all you. So yes. what difference, like, can you kind of walk us through maybe somebody who, an aspiring filmmaker, you know, something like that, to have maybe a right-hand man on one or be somebody's right-hand man, depending on how it went, and yeah. then doing this on your own? Yeah, so, you know, um, Gap Year was interesting. I, I did that with LeBron James's company, Uninterrupted, in Spring Hill. Um, and, you know, that was that was interesting, but this was completely hands-on. Um, this was something that I... Uh, executive produced, produced, directed, wrote, edited, and finished. So I, it, I'm, it was a, as a real true blessing because I, um, I got to learn every aspect of filmmaking from top to bottom. So from finding the money to finding the crew to making the schedules to shooting the film and then editing the whole thing and then having to finish it, you know, having to score the film with my music supervisors, having to deal with all the posts, the color correction, assembling it, as well as all of the paperwork and the insurances and, and everything that comes with it. It was completely different than any film that I've ever made. Um, because, uh, you know, I was doing everything from top to bottom. Obviously, I had a great team around me and people people to help me on, and, in all aspects. But it was really, I was the coach on the field and trying to put these pieces together. So really, it was, you know, it was the time of my life, honestly, to be able to put the team together and go out and bring this thing from start to finish. So it was completely different and it was amazing. TJ Regan, director of the new documentary, I Am D.B. Cooper, is our guest here on the interview session episode of the Untitled Film Project podcast. You mentioned learning, and that's exactly what my next question was. Every time you undertake a project, you learn. My two co-hosts and I are basically best friends who all play hockey together, and we all work in or have worked in radio together as well for 15 years. Yeah, We've known each other for years, but we've learned a lot in trying to grow the Untitled Film Project podcast. So what are a couple of things that maybe you learned from INDB Cooper on your own, like taking it on your own, versus what you've learned before with your previous work? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest things is you don't have to wait on anybody in order to make something, especially in today's world. Um, you know, one of the things I always talk about is, you know, normally you get you have an idea for a project and you need a you need money and you need you need to go out and have someone trust you in order to make it. Um, I took a different approach um, instead of pitching, uh, which I've done before and sold shows before pitching to big networks or production companies or places like that in Los Angeles. I knew that I could do it myself if I did it properly. So one of the main things I learned was find the right people. I, I've been working in this industry for 12 years. I've met a lot of people along the way. And instead of pitching the networks and the production companies, I called and pitched every single one of my crew members, every single one of my actors. So I pitched them the film and the idea and had them sign on. So I ended up having, you know, 30 to 40 people sign on to do the film because I took the time to call them and took the time to walk them through the project to tell them my vision. And that was really the most important um, thing that I learned. And then 
obviously, you know, the other things that you don't realize when you're making a film is, you know, for example, just to finish the project, it's sound mixed, it's color corrected, it's ready to go. Now you have to assemble it and then you have to assemble it and then QC it and do all of these things. My quote just to assemble the project was $20,000, you know, just to finish it and deliver to a distribution company. And I had to learn that myself. So I assembled it and did that all myself. Um, you know, all of the paperwork and the insurances and the music cue sheets and the continuity and dialogue spotting lists, like all of these things, you know, I got to learn and realize, oh, I need this. I need that. I need this. And it really gave me just a, 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 a wonderful uh, understanding of how to take a film from the inception of it all the way to the completion. So I, I learned everything from top to bottom. All right. So people everywhere want to make films, right? And this is a good indication, a, a good spotlight, if you will, on it's not just about what your eye says or your imagination is. There's actually a lot more to it. So I'll just ask you one simple question. Is it all worth it? Oh, yes. By far. <laughs> yes. I mean, of course, it's absolutely worth it um you know when we would when we would all get together and and be filming you know it felt like you know i i i love playing basketball you know i love competition i love team team aspects of things and every day when you wake up on a production day regardless if you go to bed at 3 a.m and have a call time at 7 a.m you wake up and you're just ready to rock and ready to hang out with people and you create relationships and friends and and regardless of you know how the film does or what it what it what it is i have hundreds of people online right now that worked on the film or supported the film at the film festivals and they all get to go to apple tv or amazon prime and and get it and just to you know last night uh uh this will probably be a little bit later when this comes out but you know last night the film aired on our apple tv it was released and i just sat there and i clicked on it i bought it i looked at it and i watched the first 12 minutes and i was like holy shit this is uh you know so you know regardless it, it's like that that is the most beautiful thing because i got to bring people together it was so awesome because we had a crew of you know 30 people and uh you know i brought people from all over the country in seattle and los angeles and everyone became friends everybody still is talking together they're all they're they're working together on different projects um they're all going to the screenings that are going to be out in theaters together and it, it's just amazing to be able to bring all of those people together and and see something come to fruition you know make a make a make a promise not a promise because i couldn't promise anything but to tell them this is going to work and we are going to be out in the world and to be able to um to to give those folks that um that thing was you know amazing i wouldn't trade it for anything okay so lastly what was the goal of this film for you i mean was it to find to throw another db cooper suspect into the hat to solve who db cooper was to prove mr bonifield's lavish claims were false i'm, I'm that petty so i would have that would have been enough yeah. for me. What, <laughs> yeah. what, what was the what was the goal in making this film for you the goal of making this film like i said before I'm a filmmaker. I like to consider myself an artist. It was it was to be able to create an entertaining film, regardless of the D.V. Cooper case and and what the facts are and who really did it. Uh, that that wasn't my goal from the beginning at all. You know, obviously, when we first set out on the dig. Yeah, the goal was to go find the money. But after that, the goal was to make an entertaining film where 
you would not only be learning about the D.B. Cooper case, but you would be going on the wild ride that is a man hijacking an airplane and ransoming it for $200,000 and then jumping out of the back, never to be seen again. It's a beautiful story. Um, and, he, you know, he didn't hurt a soul. He didn't harm anyone. He let everyone off the plane uh, and he took it into his own hands to do that. Uh, and I always say I always uh, re relate it to, you know, A Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger. You know, in, in that film, Heath Ledger wanted to change his stars and he wanted to be a knight. And he ended up doing that. And that's the same with our character, Rodney Bonifield. I mean, regardless of his circumstances, where, is, where he's from and, and who he is, he wanted to be something great. He wanted to be something legendary. And look where we are now. You know, we released a film worldwide about his life and hopefully it's entertaining and people have a good time watching it. And that was really the the only um, goal for this project. TJ Regan, director of the new documentary, I am DB Cooper, has been our guest. Go check it out. Go purchase it. Go watch it. However, you have to support the project. Please do. TJ, how can they follow you in order to keep up with your future projects as well? Yeah, great. Uh, so I am DB Cooper uh, movie dot com. That's our website for the film. You can go there and follow those links in order to get the film. It's available on all platforms from uh, Apple TV, Amazon Prime, DirecTV, Comcast, Vudu, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, my Instagram is TJ Regan. It's at T-E-E-J-A-Y-R-E-G-A-N. T-E-E-J-A-Y-R-E-G-A-N. And uh, our production company website is slowgrind.media. Can I thank you enough, man, for doing this? I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Appreciate you greatly. I had a good time. Thanks for joining us here on this interview session episode of the Untitled Film Project Podcast. You can follow the show on all the socials at Untitled Film Project Pod and hit that subscribe button. Think of it as a holiday gift for us with free shipping. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Untitled Film Project podcast. To support the show, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. Original music by Jeremy Schwartz. Special thanks to the Music City Film Critics Association. Editing and post-production by Jeremy K. Gover. Voiceover by Chad Bennett. The Untitled Film Project podcast is presented in cooperation with iHeartRadio.